Hi everyone and welcome back to the second episode of Lou Talks, a podcast which I mainly talk about your suggestions and share my thoughts on a range of topics. Hopefully in future episodes we'll mix it up and get some guests on to talk through what you guys are sending through, which I greatly appreciate. You can post your suggestions on Insta at Lou Talks or an email via askloutalks at gmail.com. So that's at Lou Talks on Insta and askloutalks at gmail.com via email. Let's get into it. Okay. First thing, I'm going to talk about the gym. Now, I'm not just going to talk about what you should be doing in the gym or the exercise you should be doing. However, I'm going to talk about how it's affected me during lockdown. So obviously in the UK at the moment, we're still in lockdown, just like last week and probably for many weeks more until coronavirus gets contained uh, through the vaccinations. But anyway, the gym. So I started going to the gym back in 2016. Um, It did help me not only physically grow, also mentally as well um, in terms of growing that confidence and you know sort of suppressing those negative thoughts that come about especially as I've grown older and I mean I'm 20 now and nearly 21 which is feels so old um, even though some of you might be thinking what's he on about that's quite young but it feels old I can feel the gray hairs coming through um, already however um, as I've got older things sort of things have got harder and I think it's it's mentally helped me by going to the gym um, it builds that confidence as well. So um, since pre-16 uh, in school, um, I wasn't the, the sort of confident person I am now. I couldn't really talk openly. I could definitely couldn't do something like this. This would absolutely frighten me. And you might have gathered from the first episode that it did frighten me and it was quite scary. However, it did. the gym built that confidence. It's been able to actually make me meet people that had, you know, put me in situations that I didn't want to, might felt uncomfortable with. Um, but that confidence is really being built by the gym. I'm not sure how. Like, how is that possible? How can that sort of build the confidence? But I think it's having that confidence in yourself that makes you able to go out and do things you wouldn't normally do or you wouldn't even think of doing. But it has been an integral part of, of my life, really. Um, ever since 16, I've been going since school. I mean, obviously, when I did start, uh, my, my inspiration was my, my dad. So my dad sort of started and has been going for many many years um being in the military um obviously that was part of his lifestyle to to keep fit so i sort of joined on joined the gym where he was going and he showed me the ropes and really got into it quite quite early on and since then it's been integral really i've I've been going a lot more often i've been appreciating it more as well since you obviously locked the lockdown ended previously or the previous lockdowns have ended and we've been able to go back i think that's been pretty pretty good um, but unfortunately with lockdown comes the ability to not go to the gym anymore and that that sort of need relied on for the past five years it's, it's been a, a, a long journey however it's part of my life it's like something that's built with you that's something's part of you and it's been taken away and that's much other things with with lockdown um, you know a lot of people will you know, have a release after work. So, you know, work can be quite stressful sometimes. Um, as a lot of you probably know, it, it's probably got more stressful recently. However, a lot of people had that ability to go to the gym. Like, I suppose you have the ability to release by, you know, maybe smoking or, or drinking or, you know, having that release, being able to sort of relax or do, you know, even listen to uh, to Lou Talks um, whenever you want to, really. That might be your release after work. I don't know. But having that, that was my release. Um, not only at work but in other things if things were getting me down or I was struggling in some way I think the gym give that mental clarity 
and it was I was able to sort of build from that and be, come out of the gym feeling much better, focusing better on, on the things that were worrying me or not even having that ability to sort of silence those things that are going on in your head, uh, which helped a lot. But yeah, I think lockdown has caused restrictions for people, obviously, because that's the whole point of a lockdown, it's for restrictions, for a valid reason. Um, and the gyms, obviously, unfortunately, have been, been closed down as part of the, the lockdown in the UK. I didn't want to stop. I didn't want that progress and that that dedication to just come to a stop what i wanted to do i want to share with you guys what i've been doing now i'm not a person and my, my friends will can back me up on this one i am not a person that will do cardio like running on a treadmill running in general <laughs> isn't my cup of tea so to speak um i don't like running however i thought to give it a chance you know you've got to give everything in life a chance and this is one thing i thought i'd give a chance i can't go to the gym I can't really lift weights and I don't really have the equipment at home to actually do those workouts. I tried running and I am not very good at running. Like I can't run for long distance. Um, I get tired really easily. It probably shows how unfit I am and my cardiovascular fitness is <laughs> really low. However, building on that, I think, but running has given me that opportunity to carry on that fitness regime that I've been doing. It's hard to do things you were able to do in the past, um, pre-lockdown, pre-COVID. Um, I mean, again, me going to the gym, I can't go to the gym, I can't lift you know, weights, I can't set PRs or any kind of you know, weight record for, me, for myself. However, you can still exercise by going out. Whatever you want to do, it gives you that clarity. And like after, if you're, you're not working on the weekend, get out there, make sure it's in your local area, follow restrictions, but definitely do it. Let me know what you've been doing to keep active during during the lockdown. Um, and just being able just to get out there, just for a little breather, just get out of the house just for a little while. Definitely want to hear about it. Let me know. Okay, we'll move on. What I want to talk about next is a much lighter topic. And for those that haven't watched this, now this is Sex Education on Netflix. Um, if you haven't watched all of season one and two, then at this point the podcast is probably not for you. So spoilers alert for this one. However, I'm going to be talking about season three. So the new, um, I think it's confirmed by Netflix. I think it was confirmed last year. The new sex education season. Now, there is some fan fictions dotted about. And I thought I, want, I was going to share some with you. Just to see what you think um, of what's going to happen in sex education. So the real life actor who plays Otis told The Guardian recently that there's a bit of a time jump since the season two cliffhanger. Otis is back at school with different things on his plate. He's grown up a bit and become slightly more sassy. It's been fun to portray his newfound charisma. Don't worry, though, he's still tragically awkward too. So, what, uh, what does this mean? What, what's all this about? Now, a lot of people saying that, and even the, the real-life actor told The Guardian again, that Otis and Maeve's relationship continues to develop in Season 3. We also explore why Otis was running his sex therapy clinic for the, in the first place. Was it just to be close to Maeve, or does he get fulfillment from helping people? So that's what he told The Guardian. Now, I'm wondering, I, I really want Otis's relationship with Maeve to continue. I think it's integral to the story, uh, because obviously this is the whole point why, why this came about, was that the sex therapy clinic was Otis and Maeve's idea. We're not really sure why Otis has... The, the motivation to do it. Obviously, Maeve has a, a big influence on that. Um, and obviously, Otis is, is good at giving that 
sex therapy advice, even though it's seen as unethical by his by his mother when he when he had that conversation. Um, when Otis's mother says, uh, "Some people just do it for money," which obviously what that's what Otis was doing pretty much. But was he just doing it for that primary reason? That's you know that's where we'll figure out in season three. Was it just for the the money, or was it for something else? Was it to develop May's him and May's relationship? And obviously, Isaac deleted the voicemail that Otis left to Maeve and that Isaac may even end up keeping Maeve away from Otis because he can see that uh, sort of emotional attachment between Maeve and Otis maybe he likes it obviously it's quite it's quite obvious um it's watching some of the some of the clips that he he likes Maeve and obviously Otis hasn't been doing a great deal to keep that relationship going with Maeve um but we're not really sure. It's not really clear that his motivations. Obviously, we know at the cliffhanger at the end that Isaac deletes the voicemail from Otis. So why did he do that? Why this is the that cliffhanger that was left? Why why did he do that? Um, but I'm sure we'll find out in season three and maybe even season four. Maybe they'll leave season three on a cliffhanger. Um, we yet to obviously know that because yet season three isn't out yet. However, we'll find out. Furthermore, Mordale will have a new headmistress. Um, the actress will be called Hope in the in the series, and we'll just we, we got to see how that affects the relationship between Mister Groff and this new headmistress. How is that going to affect the school? Um, is that going to lead to Mister Groff being fired in, eventually in season three? Is he going to make a mistake that causes this new headmistress to come in? Is she going to come in exactly? at the start of the season um, but what we do know is that he got into Otis's locker uh, where Jean's therapy book was kept because Otis was very um, curious about what, what notes uh, his, his mum was keeping on the students and obviously Mr Groff then posted the leaflets um, well it's not the leaflets but all the confidential therapy notes around the school is, you know, is the board going to find out about that? If the board finds out about that is, is Mr. Groff going to be fired, leading to this new headmistress coming in? You know, what what's going to happen with that? And also a new student, uh, Cal, clashes with this new headmistress as well. Um, I wonder how that's going to play out. There wasn't much on the tweet uh, that, that's shown on the screen now. However, there's, there's little to go off from that. So it'd be interesting to see how this Cal clashes with, with the new headmistress. And going off the back of what we were talking about with uh, Mr. Groff, we'll see his brother, Peter Groff, come in and play his brother, uh, Mr. Groff's brother. Uh, Mr. Groff is obviously quite a strict man. You can see from the, the discipline he gives to Adam, um, which has an effect on, on his relationship with, with his dad, um, with, with Adam and, and Mr. Groff. Um, and how that affects him. He's more of a bully, but we see by the end of season two that Mr. Groff also becomes sort of a bully and is portrayed as this cartoon sort of villain, really. However, Peter Groff is Mr. Groff's more successful and less modest older brother. Um, so we may see some rivalry going on there. I'm sure there'll be uh, some conflict during the season, most likely. Um, I definitely see this going to be definitely see some action or some drama coming of this which will report back and we'll hopefully go through that live as the season progresses but is the we, we saw from season two that mr groff's wife or adam groff's mum is 
a little bit unhappy in her relationship. She goes to Jean initially, couldn't really bring the words up and makes up a, another excuse of why she actually wanted to um, to talk to Jean. It was to do with her lipstick, but actually it was to do with the diminishing relationship between Mrs. Groff and Mr. Groff. I'm not sure with the first names. Um, I completely forgot the first names. It has been a little bit of time since I last watched season two. However, we can see that she's not happy. So she's obviously this is having an effect on Adam as well, but it's also having an effect overall on, on the relationship that, that these two characters have with each other. Is Peter Groff, Mr. Groff's more successful brother, going to have a, a love connection maybe, or maybe some history with Mrs. Groff that causes this sort of rivalry that might happen? Um, I'm sure we'll obviously find out in season three. However, it's worth noting that that's... That was a, a main theme around season two was the the, the Groff family and their, and their breakdown of the stable family that they had after Adam gets expelled from, from military school, from boarding school, um, however you want to describe that. And then he goes and works in the shop and then doesn't close the lock the door properly and the store gets robbed. So you can see how all those effects on the family have caused this breakdown really and we'll probably see something come about with the peter groff maybe you know adam will see this this new brother uh, maybe he hasn't heard of him heard of him before or maybe seem him more of a dad we don't know let me know what your thoughts are on the season three of, of sex education and we'll move on now and we'll move on to yet another netflix series more specifically money heist season five so money heist is a spanish-based tv series that involves sort of now a couple of heists really or maybe a few heists if you look back in the history of this one team and other teams previously uh with one leader called the professor now again spoilers alert for season five here so again stop watching if you are if you've not yet finished money heist or got up to the the latest point at least Season four is pretty good though, so keep a, keep watching that one and keep sticking at it and finish it through because it's awesome. But we see things change at season four. We see a, a again like with sex education, we see that cliffhanger at the end, which is obviously keeping us hooked for season five, which apparently the heist will come to an end in season five. So the, we end season five with Sierra um, confronting the professor, where the this was planned we see sierra sort of leave the the police force or get fired um, and then going after professor on a personal vendetta so how does how has she found him first of all like was this part of of her plan or his plan to get fired and then to eventually be found out but there's some fan fictions i've been reading and that some say sierra will force the professor to mislead the group so the professor, obviously all of you know that have watched this, but the professor is somebody that likes the plan to be the plan. Nothing, di never divert from the plan. The specific rules that the professor sets to keep the group safe and to make the heist always a success. However, did the professor know that this was going to happen? Did he plan for it? Was this, you know, did Lisbon know that this was going to happen? Did the gang know this was going to happen? But we did find out that Berlin said... Everyone can be persuaded. So, this will also, this obviously means that the professor could be persuaded as well. At the end of the day, he is human. He has those now emotional connections that was rule one of, of the heist and of the, all the heist was that 
you don't create that emotional and physical connection with each other, hence why they all don't know their real names, but we sort of find that out later on anyway when uh, Tokyo and Rio form that relationship with each other on the island and then Rio gets captured um, and then obviously that brings the highs together uh, pretty much. Uh, but obviously the professor also makes that mistake uh, and also gains that emotional connection. That's human nature, that's how we as a species evolve. Or, on the flip side of what we're, we're saying, is that will Sierra join the crew? Was it, again, was Sierra another um, mole, or was she, you know, sort of a hidden member that no one knew about to keep her identity safe? Did she tell Rio when Rio was being um, interrogated? Um, but we can see that Sierra has a very... She, she's very protective over the government's actions, and... Would she do that? Would her character do that? Or would why was she so protective over that? Uh, did she love a job? But was Sierra working with the crew always, all along? You know, Was she there from the beginning and no one really knew about it? Um, a lot like Lisbon, how Lisbon joined sort of later on. Um, despite Lisbon not being part of the crew initially, she eventually joined uh, because she fell in love with the professor. At the time, little did she know that he was obviously the professor. Um, so we'll see how that sort of evolves. I'm sure season five will start with that cliffhanger. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And looking at towards the end of the series, could Lisbon be shot at the end? We, we find out that the professor's father also was shot at the end of the heist or end of a heist that he was doing and transpired that then the professor started doing the heists and gained all his motivation from his father but we can see we'll then see if lisbon is shot at the end we'll then see how that shows a full cycle of events but as season five will will be released at some point we'll then find out all of this information and if whether this was truthful or it was you know, it was perhaps close, but not quite, not quite the um, the actual reality of it all. Uh, but we'll see about that one. Uh, and for those that watch Money Heist, let me know what you think of the series so far. So series four and the program itself. Um, it'd be interested to hear your thoughts on season five. Um, so let me know. And lastly, I just wanted to thank you all really um, on episode one. I was a little bit nervous on episode one, which you may have picked up on. Hopefully this this episode's been a little bit better. But I want to thank you all for your positive messages that have come through. I've appreciated them all and hopefully responded to them all as well. Keep the suggestions coming. I really like to interact with you guys. So just let me know what you want to come up on the next on the next episode or what you want to be included or even who you want to be included. Obviously, I'm not a celebrity, so Bill Gates is off the cards. The, the sex education or money heist cast, definitely off the cards there. But just let me know. Um, who you'd like on, and we'll we'll arrange it definitely. I think this this draws the episode to a close. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you post your suggestions, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.